Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. That word tombs. It actually represents memories. To recall memories. Where do soul wounds come from? They come from your past. There are things that happened to you before. Sins or traumas that have wounded you. And now that memory, that trauma, that wound has become the legal right, the landing strip for the enemy to be able to come upon your life. Now, it's very interesting because it says right there in the King James that 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 demoniac was dwelling among the tombs, dwelling among the tombs. Well, if you look up that word dwell right there in the Strongs, it means this. It's a metaphor for divine powers and influences that are said to dwell in the soul, to pervade the soul, to prompt the soul, to govern the soul. See, indeed, it was his soul that was giving that spirit the right to control him completely, to drive him mad. Amen? It's stuff in our soul that allows spirits like legion to attack us. The demoniac was dwelling. He was dwelling among the tombs. He was living out of the woundedness in his past, and that's what gave legion that right to influence, to pervade, and to govern his soul. I remember in 2005, I was diagnosed with lupus. Do you know what lupus is? It's a very serious disease. It kills you. It's where your body freaks out. It begins to turn on itself. It begins to attack itself, trying to kill off its own self. Lupus is a very, very deadly disease. And I remember I was very sick for like eight months. I had um, vertigo. I couldn't stop spinning. I was out of control spinning with vertigo. And I was in pain all the time. And I finally went to the doctor, and they tested me, and they said that I'd come back diagnosed as having lupus. And I remember I would ask God, what is it, God? What is it? Now, this was before I understood about the soul. And I would ask him, tell me what it is. Tell me what it is. And I would hear, I would get quiet, and he would speak the same scripture into my mind over and over again, and I didn't understand it. And that scripture was Mark 5, 3. He was dwelling among the tombs. On the streets, I terrorized people so much that when I got arrested, nobody wanted me to get out. Be honest with yourself. Have you ever thought that all those people in prison should just stay there? Well, I was one of them. Yet God so radically transformed me that now I'm changing the world. Guess what? He has the same plan in mind for them. Let's make it happen together. Call now, and when you do, Katie would like to thank you for your gift by sending you a copy of her teaching in the midst, along with a bonus soul-soaking CD with Janie Duvall. With your gift of $50 or more, you will have a part in putting God's Word directly into the hands of a life that is ready to change. Call toll-free 1-800-789-7895. And as a thank you for your gift, Katie will send you a copy of in the midst, along with a bonus soul-soaking CD. Did you know that most of the sickness and lack you're dealing with right now are from ancient soul wounds passed down through your bloodline? You're born with this stuff. In this teaching, I show you how to get rid of it. Disc 4 of this CD set is one of the most powerful soul-soakers I've ever produced. 
I personally go to it, and I get a breakthrough every time. Call now with your gift, 1-800-789-7895. Help Katie reach out to thousands of prisoners with a powerful message of God's ultimate healing power. Jesus was telling me why, why I had the lupus. I was dwelling among the tombs. I had wounds in my soul, and it was allowing that spirit of lesion to give me the disease of lupus. Amen? Now, since then, I've had many attacks from legion. I finally got to where I understood about the revelation of the soul. And I can't tell you how many times in the middle of the attack, I would have a dream or a vision of graveyards full of tombstones. That helped me out a lot. It actually did, because I would be getting attacked, and I'd be like, okay, what is this now? Is it this guy? Is it that guy? What guy is it? Come on, hook it up. What is it? You know, I'm going to give you such a word right here. (laughs) And he would show me these visions of the tombstones, and I went, I'm dwelling among the tombs. It would clarify everything for me. This is Legion. This is where this attack is coming from. I'm dwelling among the tombs. And I just need to get my soul healed. You are going to start having dreams about graveyards full of tombstones. Now, I'm not trying to prophesy death over you. I'm trying to say to you that God is going to prophetically show you what's wrong, and now you're going to know what it means, and you're going to know what to do about it. And then that disease is going to go away because you're going to get your soul healed. Amen? Let's review how to get the soul healed because we're going to move into this revelation. I just want to make sure everybody's on the same page. Jesus used both the cross and the resurrection to defeat the enemy. We have leaned heavily into the cross as our battle weapon. underneath him. And we need to do that. Because what does Colossians 2 say? That Jesus made a public spectacle of the enemy at the cross. Amen? So when Jesus shed his blood, there was power released to stomp and trump on Satan. Amen? And his kings. And so we always begin the healing of the soul with the blood. In the case of Legion, that man was dwelling among the tombs. He was dwelling out of the wounds in his past. So we have to start with applying the blood because there's many things that have happened to us in our past. Maybe we got divorced. Maybe our ex took our kids. There's all kinds of situations and scenarios that happen in our lives. Maybe right now you're having a disagreement with your mom or your dad or part of your, some family member. Or maybe you've been wounded by your pastor. Or a friend, you had a major, uh, a friendship totally crumbled and left behind a horrible, horrible pain. We've had many things happen in our past, and we have to start with the blood in order to get those wounds healed that came from those incidents, from those circumstances. We need to repent for things that we've done. We need to forgive people that have done things to us. We need to ask that the Lord would forgive our ancestors for things they have done, that they have passed down to us. We must start with the blood. Because when we start with the blood, the blood shed at the cross made a public spectacle of the enemy. But we can't stop there. Because Jesus didn't just die on a cross. Because if he did, if he only died on the cross, 
then the payment that he paid would have been useless because he would still be dead in the grave right now. There had to be a resurrection. The resurrection validates everything Jesus accomplished on the cross. Without the cross, there would be no promise being made manifest for you. Amen? Jesus would be dead in the tomb and his promise that he paid for, the payment and the penalty for sin and sickness and death that he paid for, would be in the tomb dead with him. We have to have the resurrection. And according to Paul, and I know I keep on quoting the same scripture over again, but there are many others that talk about a power that comes to us through the resurrection. It's called dunamis. Paul said, I want to know him in the power, dunamis, of his resurrection. And if you look that word up in the song, it means the power to perform a miracle, which means it can heal your body, it can heal your mind, it can heal your money, it can heal your family, it can heal your children, it can give you the power to perform a miracle. And you have it already because you have been resurrected with Christ. But it also means excellence of soul. So it's that power that's going to heal every tomb inside of you so you will not be dwelling among the tombs. Amen? And when you're not dwelling among the tombs, then legion has no dominion over you. Hallelujah? Now, legion, like every spirit, has kings over it. Who are they? Their names are Sion and Og of the Amorites. Let's briefly look at some geographical history to prove that these kings indeed are the despots that are over the spirit of legion. Jesus first encountered the spirit of legion. He was in the region of the Gadarenes. Legion controlled that region. He was assigned to it. We know that because one of the first things he said to Jesus when Jesus came, he said, oh, Jesus, do not send us out of the region. He did not want to be sent out of the region of the Gadarenes. Why? Because that's where his kings came from. That's where they originated from. That's where they lived. The king Sion and Og of the Amorites once controlled the region of the Gadarenes. If we look at it, historians believe that the reason that region is called the Gadarenes is because there was an area of land that was given to the tribes of Gad, Reuben, and half the tribe of Manasseh. So Gad, Reuben, and Manasseh had possession of the region of the Gadarenes. Well, where did they get it from? Because remember, the land of Canaan was under the control of numerous pagan kings when Israel took possession of it. So who were the original Canaanite kings, pagan kings, that controlled the region of the Gadarenes? It was Sion and Og. Listen to Numbers 32. It says, And Moses gave to them, the sons of Gad, and to Reuben, and to half the tribe of Manasseh, son of Joseph, the kingdom of Sion, king of the Amorites, and the kingdom of Og of Bashan. So Sion and Og were the kings that originally controlled that region of the Gadarenes where Jesus uh, encountered the spirit of legion. Now, legion was probably the most fiercest, powerful spirit spoken of in the New Testament, and likewise, so were their kings. They were probably the most fiercest kings in the land of Canaan. In Joshua 12, it says that Israel fought 31 kings to take the promised land. Now, that's a lot of kings, right? Now, out of all these kings, when you read the scriptures about the, the triumphant victory that Israel had with taking the promised land, it doesn't mention all those kings. It always only mentions two and then says, and the rest of the mighty kings. Who's the two it mentions? Sign and all. Listen, Psalm 135 is a great example. It says, the Lord is great, who smote 
nations, many and great, and slew many mighty kings, Sion, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan. So it doesn't name all the rest of 31 kings that they smote and they slew. It just names these two guys. Why? Because they were the biggest and the baddest. They were the biggest and the baddest. Now I want you to think about that. That means something. We're about to... (laughs) We're about to have dominion over the biggest and the baddest. Okay, let's activate into this truth. Put your hand on your stomach or your heart and pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I repent for any sin that I committed that caused me to dwell among the tombs. Wash my sin clean with your blood. And I repent for any sin that my ancestors committed that wounded their souls all the way back to the time of Sion and Og and all the way back to Adam. I decree your blood is washing my soul clean of every sin that is connected with these two kings. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, are we done yet? No. Because you're still dwelling among the tombs. You understand that, don't you? The blood got rid of the sin, but if there's still a wound there, it could be causing you to dwell among the tombs. We've got to get rid of the tombs. That's the problem. Most believers are applying the blood, and the sin is being washed away. But the tomb, which is the wound, is still there. And it's still allowing kings like Sion and Og and the spirit of legion to put mental disorders and sickness on you. So let's pray for dunamis to fill your soul. Put your hand on your heart again and pray with me. Say, I decree, I am healed in my soul. I am filled with dunamis power. It's from the resurrection. It lives in my spirit, man. And now I release it into my wounded soul. I command every tomb inside of me to be filled with dunamis so I can become excellent of soul. I'm not dwelling among the tombs. I'm not dwelling among the tombs. I'm not dwelling among the tombs. I'm filled with dunamis. And it's healing every wound that's allowing legion and signing off to attack me. Everything I have in common with signing off is being healed now. In Jesus' name, amen. When I was on the streets, I terrorized people so much that when I got arrested, nobody wanted me to get out. Be honest with yourself. Have you ever thought that all those people in prison should just stay there? Well, I was one of them. Yet God so radically transformed me that now I'm changing the world. Guess what? He has the same plan in mind for them. Let's make it happen together. Call now. And when you do, Katie would like to thank you for your gift by sending you a copy of her teaching in the mist, along with a bonus soul-soaking CD with J.D. Duvall. With your gift of $50 or more, you will have a part in putting God's Word directly into the hands of a life that is ready to change. Call toll-free, 1-800-789-7895. And as a thank you for your gift, Katie will send you a copy of In the Midst, along with a bonus 
soul-soaking CD. Did you know that most of the sickness and lack you're dealing with right now are from ancient soul wounds passed down through your bloodline? You're born with this stuff. In this teaching, I show you how to get rid of it. Disc 4 of this CD set is one of the most powerful soul soakers I've ever produced. I personally soak to it, and I get a breakthrough every time. Call now with your gift, 1-800-789-7895. Help Katie reach out to thousands of prisoners with a powerful message of God's ultimate healing power. Okay, next week, you're going to learn more about Sign and Og. And since I've been healed of the wounds I had in common with these powerful kings, I've not had the flu once. And I've not been afflicted with any bacterial diseases, which is totally awesome because I used to get them all the time. You're not going to want to miss this next week's show because you and your family are about to close the door on mental disorders and sickness. See you then.
Yeah. I said, how your mom and dad doing? Oh, I didn't hear you. Um, they're doing well. They're doing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wasn't feeling that her best yesterday, but she's doing well. I guess because she cooked the night before, so she felt like she could be sick yesterday. <laughs> Whatever happened with the surgery, are they going to do it or what? Praise the Lord! No, 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 thank you, God. Well, I tell you, he heard them prayers. Okay. Uh-huh. Yes, Lord. Oh. Cool, cool. Yes, yes, Ain't to worry about Yeah. And there's no one else on but you and I? Uh, I guess not. And open us up. Dear most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, we come before you, Lord God, with a heart of thanksgiving, with a heart of praise, with a heart of joy, with a heart, Lord God, expecting you to do great and marvelous things in our lives this day. Oh, Father God, we give thanks and praise to you, Lord God, for just giving us another opportunity to come before your throne of grace and mercy, boldly expecting you to move mightily within our spirits. Father God, we ask, Lord God, to let nothing separate us from your love, Lord God. No principalities, no demons, nothing, Lord God, within this world, Lord God, will separate us from your love. Father God, we ask you to continue to build us up, Lord God, and to strengthen us to walk the walk that you have given us to do, Lord God, you ordained us to do. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for watching over us as we slept last night. We thank you, Lord God, for waking us up with the activity by our limbs. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that all our family members that are here on this earth, Lord God, is still dwelling among the land of the living, Lord God, and that our beds were not our dying beds. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, that our beds was only a place of rest, of refreshing, Lord God, so that we can get up and do the great and mighty works that you have called us to do. Father God, we ask that your Holy Spirit be ushered in to our hearts and our minds and our souls and our spirits, Lord God, that we will praise and reverence your name, Lord God, that we will lift high your name above the heavens, Lord God, for your name is worthy and worthy to be praised. Father God, I thank you even for the message this morning, Lord God, that I received here on this call, Lord God, that we have that dunamis power, Lord God, that we can lay hands, Lord God, and the sick will be laid made whole, Lord God, that we can lay hands on our bodies, Lord God, that demons have to speak, have to sleep. We thank you, O oh Lord God, that we will not confined or abound by the attack of the enemy, Lord God, nor will we consume, but Lord God, we was restored and just build up so that we can praise your holy righteous name. We ask, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that your Holy Spirit would take full control of this call, Lord God. Let every mind, every heart, every breath that comes upon this call, Lord God, come with ecstasy, come with excitement, with joy, with peace, Lord God, knowing that that you are the author and the finisher of their faith, and that you could do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask, think, or imagine who are in Christ Jesus. Father God, we ask, Lord God, right now in the name of Jesus, that you will stir up the messenger, Lord God. Give him the message that you will have him to speak, Lord God. Let him impart you 
Use his mouth, Lord God, to be your mouthpiece, Lord God, so that he can utter the words that you have ordained. And all the prayers that go forth, Lord God, will be glorified to glorify and to lift up your holy and righteous name. Father God, we ask you to bind the attack of the enemy and anything that will impede the will of us from worshiping, praising your holy name, so that we can feel your joy, your spirit, Lord God, reign forever within our lives. Father God, we ask right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you would just continue to order our steps in your word, Lord God. Father God, even as we continue to pray and come on this call, Lord God, let us develop a closer relationship, a closer walk with you, Lord God. For we know as long as we stay on the right path and we walk according to your will and your precepts, Lord God, you will be pleased, Lord God, and you will count it a blessing into our hands. Father God, we even cast down anything that is trying to impede your will from being done for us, Lord God. We break the yokes, Lord God. God, that's trying to keep us bound, Lord God. Any of those demonic spirits that have tried to raise up and tried to come up and remind us of who we once was, Lord God, give us the power, Lord God, to speak and tell the devil that he's a liar. For we have been baptized and bathed with the blood of Jesus, that we have been bought with the with the price, Lord God, that Jesus, who sacrificed his life, has saved us and has redeemed us and called and counted us worthy to glorify and to worship your holy name. Father God, we even stand in the gap right now for those who are unsaved, Lord God, that their minds will be turned over, Lord God, that they will be set free, Lord God, that yokes and, and, and strongholds will be Release from them, Lord God, so that they will worship your name. Loose the tongues of their, their tongue, the bands of their tongue, Lord God, and let them call upon the name of Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Let them confess that Jesus is Lord, that he is your only begotten Son, that he is our King. He sits high on the throne of grace and mercy and intercedes each and every day on each and every one of our behalves, Lord God, praying for us. For the devil is going about trying to sift us and to destroy us and get us off our marks. But, Father God, we're going to Continue to press toward the mark of a higher calling. That's a calling that's in Christ Jesus to do what is right and acceptable in your sight. Father God, I want to thank you, Lord God, that you have kept our fathers and our mothers, Lord God, here upon this earth. That you have not allowed that wisdom and that knowledge to fail to, to diminish from us or to leave us, but it has continued to grow stronger. Let our faith continue to look up to you, the author and the finisher of our faith, that strong tower, the, the God who is higher than we are, the one who has wisdom, knowledge, all grace, mercy, and understanding, the one who is able to heal us from all backsliding ways. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Oh, there's somebody coughing in the background. Yeah, me. Yeah, me. That sound like a little. Is that a little Lisa? Uh, 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 Lisa or uh, a little um, Erica? That, 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 that's Lisa. Good morning. You know, Erica wasn't feeling well. I got up this morning. Y'all know I must have been trying to get a little scratch of smoke because I took me a dose of cotton oil. Can you get with it? Ah, yes, sir. Good for you. Good for you, man. I went, I went back to the old folk remedy. I can't all that old stuff over the counter, uh-uh. Good stuff. Keep you healthy. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. they say. It sure don't taste good. It don't taste good at all. I taste good, but it's good for you. Good for you, baby boy. 
Who have to go today? Huh? I asked Lisa, did she have to go today? No, I'm not going. I didn't go yesterday either. <laughs> oh, go on with that call. Keep that through the phone line. Keep that through the phone line. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Mm. I went up to the school late last night and did my club plans and put in for for the day. You guys don't have to do a a, a two week emergency lesson plan. We don't. We are not required to turn in lesson. We don't have to do lesson plans at all for my district. Is that why? Ooh, that's good. Now, I like that. Me too, because in Chicago, it is not like that. It is not like that at all. But here in this town that I'm in, it's so, it's so laid back. Like, it's it's crazy how laid back it is. I could, I could never do lesson plans for a whole school year, and they don't care. As long as they walk in and your kids are not hanging from the ceiling, you know, and as long as you're doing, like, they walk, they do walkthroughs and stuff, but as long as, you know, it looks like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and the kids not failing, they don't care. They say they you don't know, have time and, to and that's, good, and that's a good thing because the simple fact, you never know what your day is. Sometimes you may not even cover half the stuff that you put down on that sheet of paper, so you have to go back and and, and you have to move according to the kids' abilities because everybody don't learn at the same pace. And they don't move at the same rate. And it, that, it's senseless to me. It's absolutely senseless to me. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So even though I do, um, you know, I do an outline or schedule, I never speak to it. <clears throat> I never end up sticking to it because I just go with what the spirit tells me to do outside in the middle of a lesson. And and so, you know, if I'm teaching, say, <coughs> I could be teaching science and, you know, um, life science, and I could be talking about sales. But if the opportunity comes up for me to do a vocabulary lesson, then I'll just stop the new lesson and do that. Or, you know, I'll just, I just do whatever. Whatever the spirit leads is what I do. And that's why I really appreciate where I work. It's a little video town, but you can work, you know, they trust you to do your job. And that's that's, that's what because it takes a lot of pressure off. Lot, even like, when, you know, we don't have to keep binders, even for your evaluation. You know, my principal is like, look, I don't need y'all spending two weeks putting together no binders. For no evaluation, I need to teach them. Don't nobody have time for all that. I mean, it's just it's, it's some kind of strange utopia. Other than the fact that I don't think they like black people all life. Other than that, it's all good. <laughs> you know, but they just they, they let me alone and let me do what I do. So you guys don't get tenure, do you? We don't get what I'm saying? Tenure. Uh-huh. You get tenure after four years. Yeah. yeah. Just a good thing. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. But they, but you know, technically, in Illinois, there is no 
there is no such thing as tenure anymore. Technically, at paper, there is no such thing as tenure, but a lot of the districts do recognize tenure after four years. But I, but honestly, I'm ready to um, I'm ready to move beyond elementary. I'm often applying for um, community college positions because I'm ready to move up. Now it's time for a shift. I love fourth grade. I actually, oh, I absolutely it. But I know that um, I'm ready. It's time for a shift, and I'm ready. We start working with older people now. Yeah, somebody who can appreciate and value what you're doing. Right, right. And, you know, I, I mean, the support that I receive is ridiculous from the parents and the kids. And, you know, you know, I'm, you know I know what I mean, but they know why. Because these kids learn and the parents just are out for of support. It's ridiculous that I from every race and every culture, you know, and it's beautiful, but, um, you know, I'm ready to, because I already took my first doctoral class, so I know that I'm not going to have a PhD, you know, since in fourth grade, <laughs> so it's time to, I just want to move, you know, just shift to something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm um, good that's, you know, that's, that's all, that's it. But um, everybody doing this one side of me. Take up y'all time talking shop. How is everybody? Everybody's well. Everybody okay? Yes, yes, yes. Friend, girl. Boys. Go ahead and get your prayer in. Get my prayer, huh? Get your prayer in. Shit, I should get my prayer in. What prayer? That's there. I can't rec- I'm sorry, I'm delirious. I can't recognize what. What did you say, Sam? Go ahead pray. and pray. Oh, for who? Oh, just pray. Oh, just- Lord. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Please forgive Girl, me. Girl, that's that medicine. That's that medicine got you. Man. <laughs> what? Hey, oh, yeah, that's it. Okay. All right, dear gracious and heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, bowing before your throne of grace. We thank you this morning, my God, for all that you have done for us and all that you will do. We thank you for the fact that we are able to wake up this morning and be on this call and be able to speak, oh God, and be able to share a fellowship with one another on this beautiful, beautiful morning. We just thank you, Father. We thank you that as we woke up and look around at our families that things were as well as they were, God, maybe things were not perfect as we thought that they should be, or maybe everything wasn't the way that we you know would have it to be. 
God, we thank you that things are as well as they are. We thank you that we can go into our refrigerators and get food for us to eat, to nourish our bodies and break the fast. We, we thank you that when we went into our bathrooms that was clean, warm water. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. When we went to our closet, that there were clothes for us to be able to put on and as we go outside, we have, you know, number one, that we have a roof over our heads and we go and we have vehicles to get into. These are all things, oh God, that so many people around the world do not have them. And we just take so much for granted the fact that we have clean water and the fact that we have food and shelter and safety and we are not living. We thank you, God, that we don't live in a war zone, that we live in a place where we can come and go as please, where we can practice and be on this prayer call without persecution, oh, God. We thank you that we can speak our minds, that we can pray without being killed or, or put in jail or tortured, oh, God. Oh, my God, we just thank you. <clears throat> and we do not take for granted our blessings and the freedoms that we have, oh God, because as we turn on the news, so many people around the world who do not have the things that we have. And so we just ask that you put in our spirits and not take these things for granted and keep those in mind that you do not have all of those things, oh God. And we, we just ask for your just for you to touch right now anyone who um you know who who may be ill such as myself, oh God, and, and even for me this is nothing. This is just a cold. We we ask you know, that you touch those who have a life threatening illnesses or you know, illnesses that the doctors can't even figure out a name for the doctors don't even know what's wrong with the person. The doctors that never know that you are the ultimate physician and we know that that you can heal right now, that you can heal anything, any manner of illness or calamity or God. We ask that you touch right now, that you just touch and that you heal this morning. God, we just ask that you Open the hearts and the minds of your children this morning to receive what is in the universe for them, oh God. We just ask that, that anybody who needs to feel love right now, who needs to feel acceptance, who needs to feel joy, oh God. Uh, we just ask that you open up your hearts and spirits this morning to receive what is in the atmosphere, oh God, because so many people. They're walking around in pain. They're walking around sad. They're walking around feeling lonely and so many people. As we pray this prayer right now, right on the edge, right on the edge of saying, forget it of just being hopeless and just saying, it's not even worth it anymore. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me. It doesn't even matter that I'm here. And so we just ask that you touch them right now. Oh, God, that you remind them of their purpose, that you remind them of the reason that you have placed them here on this earth, that you let them know that you do not make no jump in that their life has me. And so we just ask that you 
touch right, but you, you know, put somebody in their life to remind them of that, to remind them of God, to them of my purpose on this earth. So, God, we, we just we just ask this morning that you, because there's so many, there's so many, there's so many people and you never know what people are going through because we and our finite wisdom, we don't have the ability to know what's going on in people's minds, hearts, and spirits. God, but you do because you made each and every one of us. So we just ask that you just do whatever surgery is necessary to remove anything from your children's spirits that that causes them to question their existence or causes them to question whether or not they have a purpose here, whether or not their lives matter, oh God, because we all know that all lives matter, not just some lives, not just this life or that life, but all lives matter and all lives can be taken. No matter what a person has gone through, no matter what a person has done, no matter what a person's situation, no matter what a person's uh, trials and, and, and tribulations and struggles or past history or whatever have you, you know that everybody's life can turn around and be used for your good, oh God. So we just ask that you have your way this morning. We just ask that you have your way and do whatever is needed to make the necessary changes in people's lives so that you get the honor, the glory, and the praise. Amen, amen, amen.
Shoulda gon' say, shoulda gon' say, shoulda gon' say, shoulda gon' say. Yeah, I know. I made you 15 years ago. First of all, I'm 17. Whatever. She know that gon' say, shoulda 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 gon' run that car. Gon' say, shoulda gon' say, shoulda gon' say, shoulda gon' say, shoulda run that car. Gon' run that car. Gon' say, shoulda 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 run that car. 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 Yes, 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 that the word go forth, and that the anointing go forth, and the render go forth. Lord, move us in the pathway that you want us to go, and the go Open up our hearts, and render go to receive that which you want us to have, and the go Open up our spirits, and the go as you speak to us, and the go as you heal us, and the go as you deliver us, and the as you anoint us, and the go and the go and go and go Thank you, Father. Rush you to go say, she'll go say, she'll go say, she'll break up. For being God, she'll go say, 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 she Father, let the anointing pour forth around around the gospel. Let the anointing pour forth around the gospel. Let the anointing pour forth around the gospel. Yes, 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 yes. And around the gospel, around the gospel. Yes, 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 yes. And around the gospel, she the gospel. Yes, 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 yes. And around the gospel, the gospel. We praise your name, Father. Bosa the gospel. We glorify your own brosa. In Jesus' name, bosa the gospel. Amen. Amen. And amen. What does it mean to have a Judas in your Like, what is that? Oh, I've been meaning to ask you. Who was Judas? Judas was a traitor. Yeah, I know Judas was a traitor, but what exactly, like, how? Well, when God told me that he's somebody that, that is in your immediate surrounding is doing, they're not for you, they're against you. That's what I thought, and I've been thinking about it. Like, a lot of stuff don't have to be I've been meaning to ask you about that. <clears throat> I'll let you know the outcome is always. And I need to complain that this, um, please, sorry, because I can't see the glass bottle on the floor. Because y'all violent and y'all tear up stuff. I'm not violent. <laughs> I defend myself. Uh-huh. Uh, dang, no comment. <laughs> they should know I'm not violent. Anyway. All right, let's go ahead and knock out these list people. Y'all want me to do mine? Lisa probably went back to sleep. Arthur's trying to be a teacher. I don't know who else is on the line. Is Erica on the line? Oh, no, I heard her this morning. Please, Erica, I'm on. But she's coming up here and box you. She got to get some money. All right, I'll start on my list. Trey Matthews and Ariel Sinkford. Hundred of the shit, hundred Morgan Farley, hundred 
Umboshi to go switch to Randaka, Saka, Sakara. Alicia Webster, 100 to go switch 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 to Brittany Holcomb, Rashida go switch to 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 Randaka, Sakara. Male patient rolls, 100 to go switch 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 to Randaka, Sakara. Mike Bradley Hernandez. Bushes go say she go say she go say she go boost it go say she don't shoot Sakura. Keith Powell Jr. Hundred go say she go say she go say she go say she don't go say Karanda go say she don't Karanda kasa Sakura. Sarah Thompson. Shoot she go say 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 Benjamin Benfield, Humbroshi go station, go station, go station, Rondo go station, or Silk Randaka, Sakara. Lala Nathan, Hundred go station, 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 go Red friends, Didi. Hundred go say she 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 Hundred go say she go say she go say she go say she go rubaka, go rubasa, sakara. Marissa Demarcus Maya. Hundred go under the gun, 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 I got AJ Fam, Raheem Powell, April Morris, Capri Lacour, Kier Shaw, Victor, Brianna Logie, Yanaya, Tyler, Jasmine, Devon, Amber, Brianna, Teresa. Makano's eyes, Jacquez Jameson, Tristan Petrie, Shit Shit Go Rando Go Shit 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 Go Rando Go Shit 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 Go Rando Go Shit 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 Go Shit 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 Go Shit 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 Go Shit 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 Go Shit Shit Go Shit Shit Go Shit Shit Go Sakara. <laughs> What is this? Don't tell me this is your dress that's supposed to be back like Monday. Huh? Oh, oh, so this is Wednesday and you're going to come give me something that's supposed to be back Monday and you're going to tell me. Ah, you know what? Yeah, you do. I don't like that, child. Anyway, Edion, Kim Ward, Joanna Ward, Shiragan Randall, go say Shiran Randall, go say Shiran Randall, go Sarakada, Shiran go say Shiran Randall, go say Shiran Rakosa, Sakara. Move family, Hodishi go say Shiran, 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 the Tolan family, hundred go under the gun to 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 the
Brandon Allen, hundred position, 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 Rakumbaka, hundred position, 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 Rondaka, Sakara. Shran, hundred position, 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 Rakumbaka, hundred position, 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 Rakumbaka, Sakara. Renee in the paint store, hundred position, 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 Rakumbaka, hundred position, 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 Raka, Sakara. And my two list of people I pray for. Shit, go shit, shit, go shit, shit, go shit, shit, come back. Go shit, shit, 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 go shit, go shit, shit, go shit, shit, go shit, shit, go shit, go shit, shit, go shit, shit, go shit, go shit, 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 Okay. Let me pray for Studio Refuge. Shinji do rondo do gosishi and rondo do gosishi and raka. Horoshishi do gosishi do gosishi do gosishi do rombraka. Horoshishi do gosishi do gosishi do rombraka do gosishi do kanda. Horoshishi do gosishi do gosishi do gosishi do gosishi do kasa. Sakara. People in gifting class. Shinji do gondo 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 Sakara. 
Trauma Center Church, Shindra Shishida 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 Rambaka, Sushida Saka, Sakara. We get Donna Johnson, the family, Hondo Gonda 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 and Thomas Cotty, who should have a sister of Sister um, You got the Mon Holiday KF Civil Organization, Denise and Terry, Simon Nab, Barbara Carson, Mike Stroud, and DT, Jerry, Barbara Sauce's cousin, Louie and Sherry, Erica Collins, Schmidt, Corey and Dennis, Pastor Mark, I mean, Morgan Charles Sr., Gene Altman, Platt Academy, and everybody else will know that. All right, that's my three. Anybody want to do the other ones? We've got deceased in hospitals, churches and congregations, pressure diminishing in the families, abuse, addiction. What else we got? Speak up. As long as I hold your peace. Nobody's gonna speak up, they're gonna fight for hold the peace. Alright, let me pray for um abuse and addiction. Shindra Gurandra Goshishri Gurandra Goshira Grandaka. Hundred Goshishri 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 Gurandra Shira Gurandaka. Hundred Goshishri Goshishri Gurandra Goshira Gurandaka. Parashira Gasa Sakara. Pressure to minister than a family. Shandra Goshishri Goshishri Gurandra Shira Gurandaka. Hundred Goshishri Goshishri Gurandra Shira Gurandaka. Pushing <laughs> Missionaries, prisoners, church and congregation, abused and deceased in hospice. Uh, pressure to in the families, 
on your feet today? How many of you serve a big God? How many of you serve a big God? Can I hear you shout in this
All right, all right, all right. Yes. No. No. Yes. 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 Maybe. I don't know. I don't either. Kind of, sort of. A little bit. Yeah, take the shoes. That's all. Get my black patent leather shoes and put them on. So they can keep the shoes there. Black patent. The daughter's where you? Daughter's feet as big as yours. Huh? Yeah. Feet is as big as yours. What? You didn't you just tell her to go get your black patent leather shoes and put them on? Maya's feet are as big as mine. She was eight years old and she wasn't eight. That's what I'm saying. Feet as big as yeah. yours. Wow. She is almost as. Come here, Maya. She wears my clothes. Come here, Maya. She's okay. big. You know, her dad is big, but she's a big girl. Wow. She's already. Yeah, she's already. She's standing next to me, and the top of her head reaches my ear, the top of my ear already. You're grown. You need to quit eating, huh? She need a job. Maya, why'd you eat a, don't eat that cookie for breakfast, Maya, and then go rinse the, those chips out of your teeth, and then you got to go, man. Come on. It's picture day. She's getting it together. Picture day, picture day, going to be a picture day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pressure. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I guess I can do the reading now. Give me a minute. Let me rest you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord, everybody. Oh, it's the mouth from the south. Oh, 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 oh. Read my mind. <laughs> we read for you. Good morning. How y'all doing? I know my phone kind of sounded funny today, but good morning. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we hear you. You still broken up, but we hear you. Okay. Well, here we go. Doing this morning. Did y'all do the uh, list, the um, sick and shut in list? And... Yeah, we did sick and shut in back. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna go and lift up, lift, lift the prayer up right now. Dear Heavenly Father, God, as I bow before Your throne of grace and mercy this morning, God, I thank you for the life that you continually bless us with each and every day. We know it's not promised to us, but thank God that you had the, the you, 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 you've blessed us with the, the, the one more day to get it right with you, God. Thank you for the joy that's filled in our hearts even every day as we rise to, the, to this morning, sun. God, I thank you for the peace that you pour into us that surpasses all understanding. Continue to grant us the strength that we need as we travel this journey with you, God. You know all about what we need and want and desire, God, and I pray that you be granted in your holy name, God, because we know by your stripes we are healed, God. We can do nothing without you, and we thank you for the blessings that you have given us and are going to bless us with it in our future endeavors. These are many blessings. I do submit this prayer to you, and I say amen, amen, and amen. 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 How's everybody doing in the house? We're good, back. That's good. That's good. And I just wanted to say, hey, how y'all doing? 
I'm so busy trying to pack, trying to work. I mean, it's been like a, a ever-ending thing going on, you know, when you have you have not enough hours in a day, but you got to get it done some kind of way. You've been there, done that, got a keychain, car tank, and all of that good stuff, and a, and a jacket this time. But um, just pray for strength to keep on pressing because he'll give you that strength you're asking for, it, you know. Mm-hmm. We we all are witnesses to witnesses to that fact. Um, before you realize you want, when when day is done, you like and I did all this in one day. Thank God. Okay. Just when you'll get up and go, has got up and went. Thank God. <laughs> and it happens quite often with a, with us. Um, I can get up and move a little bit and make strides, and one day the next day I can be totally grounded. But I do push to get up. I do push myself. I do push. Because I ask Lord have mercy on me, and He grants me that un- extra push that I need to complete what He wants me to complete, and as what I need to complete. So thank God for strength. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> but I'm done talking, so I'm gonna let you go on and do the word. Mm-hmm. Y'all be good to me. I-, I talked to Nate yesterday. He was asking about you. You know what? Tell him I'm well. Thank you for asking. You ain't huh? with the you ain't with the cuss, you know it, right? I'm <laughs> what. What? Tell him I'm real. Huh? You're funny. You're real funny. <laughs> I just told you he asked about you. That's all. You're funny. What's going on with you? Now I'm on mute. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're your little. What you talking about? Uh, 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 we'll talk later on that. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right, let me go get this book and get to reading. I think I finished that last chapter. If I did, then we're going in spirit, soul, and body. So I guess I need to go find out, huh? Oh, you're you're My daughter told me if I take off my shoes and she find them, she's throwing them away. So I got to take off my shoes and hide them. If, if they jacked up, then I don't blame, pretty much blame her. If she want to throw them away, they must not be worth it, looking like nothing. Whatever. Y'all don't just appreciate comfortable. How do you know had shoes five years and still trying to put your feet in them? And your point is? It's time to uproot, and now I'm blaming. Do it, Morgan, baby. Do what you got to do. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, you, you you was on mute. You came off for that one. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yep. So we're going in the spirit, soul, and body.
Uh-huh. Whatever you just said, listen. Okay. As the believer goes on in a spiritual way, he gradually begins to realize that to live for himself is a sin, yea, the greatest sin of his life. To live for himself is, as it were, a grain of wheat which have fallen into earth, refuses to die, and hence remains alone. To seek the filling of the Holy Spirit in order to be a powerful spiritual person is solely to please himself, to make himself happy. For were he to live purely for God and his work, this believer would not consider his personal happiness or feeling. Okay, Lisa, get your toes out the way. You're about to get hurt. <clears throat> Y'all are so just funny. Ah. <laughs> Don't be sending me no text either. <clears throat> for were he to live purely for God and his work, this believer would not consider his personal happiness or feeling. He certainly would understand the meaning of spirituality. But in the depth of his heart lodges instead a soul's self-love. All God's children are God's servants. Each of them receives some gifts from the Lord. None is accepted, Matthew 25 and 15. God places them in his church and apportions to each ministry to fulfill. God's objective is not to make the believer's spirit a reservoir of spiritual life, which withers after a little while. If God's life becomes stagnant in him, he begins to feel parched. No spiritual life is for spiritual work. Spiritual work is special spread. No spirit, no, okay, let me say it like this. No, spiritual life is for spiritual work. Spiritual work is spread to spiritual life. The secret of that kind of living lies in the incessant flowing of that life to others. Spiritual food of a believer is nothing more nor less than accomplishing God's work, John 4 and 34. The kingdom of God suffers greatly at the hands of spiritual believers who busy themselves with prayer and Bible study, and attend only to their spiritual needs. The Lord's people should simply trust God for the sustenance of both their physical and spiritual needs. If they are willing to endure hunger in order to accomplish what God wants them to do, they should be satisfied. Spiritual food is simply to do His will. Preoccupation with one's own supply causes lack, whereas concern with God's kingdom brings satisfaction. He who is occupied with the Father's business and now with his own shall find himself perpetually full. The child of God should not be over-anxious to make new gains. What he essentially requires is to keep what he already has, for not losing itself is a gain. The way to retain what he has possesses is to engage it. Burying it beneath the earth is a sure way to lose it. When a believer allows the life in his spirit to flow freely, he not only should gain others, but should gain himself as well. One gains by losing self for others, and not by hoarding for oneself. The life within a spiritual man must be released by performing spiritual labor. If one's inner being is always open and free, it must, of course, be closed to the enemy. The life of God should flow out from him to the salvation edification of many. The moment spiritual, the moment spiritual exertion ceases, at that precise moment, spiritual life is blocked. These two are inseparable. No matter the occupation a believer may have, he is apportioned a measure of work by God as well. One who is spiritual knows his place in the body of Christ. As a consequence, he also knows the limits of his work. Each member has his usefulness. His work lies in charging that usefulness. Some gifts are dispensed to benefit a particular member, while others the whole body. A Christian ought to recognize the limits of his gifts and to labor within those bounds. But many fail. They either withdraw from their work and thus stifle the development of the spiritual life, or they overextend themselves to their harm. Misusing hands and 
damages a person just as just not using his hands and feet at all. Once your means of losing life, as we've seen, is to try to keep spiritual life to oneself, yet to work indiscriminately can be We must desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit experientially. If we desire to have power in witnessing for Christ and combating Satan, more and more people are in hot pursuit of such experiences today. Questions be raised as the question. How many covet that they may boast? How many desire more glory for their flesh? How many hope they how many hope people will fall effortlessly under their power? We must discern clearly why we solicit the power of the Holy Spirit. If our motives are neither of God nor one or one with God, we certainly will not be able to obtain the power. God's Holy Spirit does not fall on man's flesh. He sins only on God's newly created spirit within the man. He we cannot allow the hour man, that is the flesh, to persist while petitioning God to immerse our inner man, the spirit, in his spirit. So long as the flesh continues unscathed, the Holy Spirit of God should never descend upon man's spirit. For man would only grow more fleshly and boastful if power granted him. It is often observed that Calvary precedes Pentecost. The Holy Spirit is not willing to dispense power to men and women who have not been dealt with by the cross. Ooh, Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. The Holy Spirit is not willing to dispense power to men and women who have not been dealt with by the cross. The path which leads to the upper room in Jerusalem winds away by of Calvary. Only those who are conformed to the death of the Lord can receive the power of the Lord. The Word of God affirms that upon man's flesh its holy anointing oil should not be poured. Exodus 30 and 32. God's holy oil will not be poured upon the flesh, whether it be exceedingly defiled or highly refined. Where the mark of the cross is lacking... There the oil of the spirit is absence. Through the death of the Lord Jesus God, through the death of the Lord Jesus, God pronounces his verdict upon all who are in Adam. All must die. Just as the heavenly power did not descend until the Lord Jesus died, even so should the believer not expect that power if he has yet to know the death of the Lord Jesus and experience. Historically, Pentecost followed Calvary. Experientially, being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit follows the bearing of the cross. The flesh is condemned forever before God. And by God, it is sentenced to death. Are we not attempting the impossible if we desire not yet, if we desire not his death, but rather seek to adorn the flesh with the Holy Spirit, that it may be more powerful in service? What is our intention after all? Personal attraction, fame, popularity, the admiration of spiritual believers, success, being pleasing to man, self-education. People with mixed motives, those of double minds, should not be able to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. We perhaps may judge our motive pure, but a high priest through different circumstances will enable us to know our true heart. Not until the working hand has failed are we despised and rejected should we begin to discern the intent of our heart. Any who are genuinely used by the Lord always have gone this way. The time when we receive the power is after the cross has performed this task. Woo! All righty then. Hmm. All righty then. Well, guess I'll reread that one, huh? As a believer goes on his spiritual way, he gradually begins to realize that to live for himself is a sin, yea, the greatest sin of his life. To live for himself is, as it were, a grain of wheat which, having fallen into the earth, refuses to die, and hence remains alone. 
To seek the filling of the Holy Spirit in order to be a powerful spiritual person is solely to please himself and make himself happy. But were he to live purely for God and his work, this believer would not consider his personal happiness a feeling. He certainly would understand the meaning of spirituality. But in the depth of his heart lodges instead a self, a soul self-love. Ah, <coughs> uh, yeah, I'm just leave that alone. All God's children are God's servants. Each of them receives some gifts from the Lord, none have accepted, Matthew 25 and 15. God places them in his church and apportions to each a ministry to fulfill. God's objective is not to make the believer a spirit of reservoir spiritual life, which withers after a little while. If God's life becomes stagnant in him, he begins to feel parched. No, spiritual life is for spiritual work. Spiritual work expresses spiritual life. The secret of that kind of living lies in the incessant flowing of that life to others. He gives us our gifts to be used. Each of us have a different gift, but each of us have a gift. Each of us have a different task, but each of us have a task. As we use and walk in that task and in that gifting that he's given us, it will increase. If we don't, it will die. Spiritual food of a believer is nothing more nor less than accomplishing God's work, John 4 and 34. <clears throat> the kingdom of God suffers greatly at the hands of spiritual believers who busy themselves with prayer and Bible study and attend only to their spiritual needs. So now here we go again. He says, the kingdom of God suffers greatly at the hands of spiritual believers who busy themselves with prayer and Bible study and attend only to their spiritual needs. They're doing spiritual things, but they're doing it out of self and out of soul. They're not doing it being led of the Holy Spirit. Am I saying it's wrong to pray? Am I saying it's wrong to attend church? No, I'm not. But what we have to recognize, again, we have to be led by the Holy Spirit in all things. It's just that simple. Leading you, then somebody is, whether it be you or the enemy. If the Holy Spirit is not leading you, either the devil's leading you or the enemy, or, or you're leading yourself, but it's not God. The Lord's people should simply trust God for the sustenance of both their physical and spiritual needs. If they are willing to endure hunger in order to accomplish what God wants them to do, they shall be satisfied. Spiritual food is simply to do his will. Preoccupation with one's own supply causes that. Preoccupation with own, one's own supply causes lack. I'm so preoccupied with myself, me, myself, and I. It's, isn't it funny how, and then, see, this is, this is, whatever area or arena that you're struggling in, then you find yourself ministering to somebody about that. We be like, wait a minute, I'm dealing, I ain't got over this myself. I'm in the middle of my mess. But yet now I'm I'm talking to somebody who's dealing with the same thing. I'm talking to somebody because just how God works. Because a lot of times as you're ministering to somebody else, you're also ministering to yourself. Just like you're a teacher, you recognize a lot of times how much you learn from the students. So in the mm-hmm. midst, you learn from the students. And it's the same way in the midst of ministering, you're ministering to yourself. But again, as the Holy Spirit reveal, reveals these things to you, 
then you begin to go, oh, that's why it has to be Holy Spirit-led. Preoccupation with one's own supply causes lack, whereas concern with God's kingdom brings satisfaction. He who is occupied with the Father's business and not with his own shall find himself perpetually full. You're busy doing the Father's work. <laughs> you know what else, too? Not only find yourself perpetually full, you find yourself, you ain't got time to be nosy and everybody else's business because you got too much going on in your own world. You're too busy trying to could deal you, with Could you read that one more time? It says, the Lord's people should simply trust God for the sustenance of both their physical and spiritual needs. If they are willing to endure hunger in order to accomplish what God wants them to do, they shall be satisfied. Spiritual food is simply to do his will. Preoccupation with one's own supply causes lack, whereas concern with God's kingdom brings satisfaction. He who is occupied with the Father's business and not with his own shall find himself perpetually full. Is that what you wanted to hear, dear? Yeah, amen. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. For not losing is itself a gain. The way to retain what he possesses is to engage it. Burying it beneath the earth is a sure way to lose it. When a believer allows the life and his spirit to flow freely, he should not only gain others, but should gain himself as well. One gains by losing self for others and not by hoarding for oneself. The life within a spiritual man must be released by performing spiritual labor, exercising your faith. Yesterday, Lisa, when I had you praying for everybody, I, I purposely did that because I recognized the other day that God had poured some things inside of you. Time for you to walk in it, and I wanted, and so I had you praying for everybody because I knew that was a way of you exercising your faith. I think you might sense it, but your prayer life has like dramatically changed recently. Now I'm just listening to you, like, "Ooh, look at that girl, just flow." But in order for it to continue to grow, you must continually walk in it. And that's what he's saying here. By mm-hmm. what God has given you is how it increases in your life. And you engage it by listening to the Holy Spirit and doing what he tells you to do. All right. I got that. When a believer allows the life and the spirit to flow freely, he not only should gain others, but should gain himself as well. One gains by losing self for others and not by hoarding for oneself. The life within a spiritual man must be released by performing spiritual labor. If one's inner being is always open and free, it must, of course, be closed to the enemy. The life of God should flow out from him to the salvation and edification of many. The moment spiritual exertion ceases, hmm, what did he say? He said the moment spiritual exertion ceases, at that precise moment, spiritual life is blocked. He didn't say later on. He said the moment. 
These two are inseparable. I mean, see, this is what it is. Think of a ship, and we are, and and in in physics they say um, I forget the physical law behind it. But think of a ship. It takes a lot of energy to get that ship moving, and that ship is flowing through water. Now, once you turn that motor off, once that ship is engaged and it's going at the speed and the direction, you turn that motor off, the ship is still going to flow for a while. But the motor's off. That's what he's saying. See, that's what happens. That's why you 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 cannot live spirit. Okay, I'm not going to say I cannot because I have to have scripture to back it up. But I, just from things I've experienced, I don't believe that you can be in the spirit 24 hours a day. Okay. I can say this much. I know it, it's an exertion to do that. I mean, this these last few weeks have really explained a lot that goes on with me when it's breaking down spirit, soul, and body. You're talking about exertion. You're talking about the flesh and the different organs, how they oppose each other. So you're walking in a certain path, and you've got your energy flowing a certain way. Now, if you everything is good, okay, just like I talked about that ship, you're flowing away, okay, I'm good. I can turn my spirit off for a second. Oh, you know, I can just relax. I can just let God. You got to, you gotta, like you were talking about the other day, you got to have a balance. You got to just let it go sometimes. And, you know, and then, but if you're on the right path, then you can turn it back on and you can keep going and to keep the ship flowing. And so but, so, but basically, once you turn that spirit man off, then you're walking in yourself. So... If you're on the right path and, the, and and you've got the things, then it's okay. You're on the right path. You're doing what the Lord's called you to do. Things are moving in the right direction. Then it's fine. Because you can't you can't stay in the spirit 25 hours a day. At least if, at least from my experiences, okay. I say I have to go back and find scripture to back up what I'm saying, you know. But from my experiences so far, from what I've understood from other people. You can't walk in the spirit 25 hours a day. But if you, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord and you've got to trust your steps and you're walking and doing the things that God has called you to do, there's a hedge of protection around your life, then you're covered. You're okay. And you can take that break. You can get that balance. You can pull back for a while. You can get a chance to regroup, even if it's just for a moment or a night. Then the next day you come back, you put the armor back on, you turn your spirit back on, and you get it to going. So that that that's that's what he's talking about in a sense. When once you turn that spirit man off, then you're walking in yourself. But now I can say this: what happens? We're talking about your gifting and your walking and your exercising your faith as you keep doing this more and more and more. Okay, I, like I say, we we on this line have grown to the point that we multitask. We didn't start out that way. We just kind of we grew to that. The God developed us into that. You know, we didn't start out. You know, so now we're doing two and three different things. But what happens is, even though and women, you all probably be more familiar. You 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 multitasking, but it's like you still got an antenna up. So if something tricks that antenna, then you just immediately divert your attention to that area or that arena. Because and see, that's what it is. So you. So it's like you you pull down your armor, but you still got an antenna. That's that Holy Spirit still, you, you're sensitive to it. You're sensitive to it. And it, and it doesn't just allow it. So nothing can just, I mean, I can't say nothing. You know, things happen, life happens. But you always got, 
like a trigger wire or whatever. So if something happens and the Holy Spirit hits your button, now you're so sensitive because you've been you've been talking to him constantly, spending time with him constantly. So then he triggers at that trigger, and all of a sudden something goes off in your inner man. And says, boom, wait a minute, I got to do this, I got to make adjustments. And so that's what happens. So even though when you down timing, you still got an antenna up which keeps you semi-alert to what's going on in the spiritual arena. Okay. No matter what earthly occupation a believer may have, he is a portion of measure of work by God as well. One who is spiritual knows his place in the body of Christ. As a consequence, he also knows the limits of his work. Each member has his usefulness. His work lies in discharging that usefulness. Some gifts are dispensed to benefit a particular member, while others the whole body. A Christian ought to recognize the limits of his gifts and to labor within those bounds, but many fail. They either withdraw from their work and thus stifle the development of the spiritual walk, or they overextend themselves to their harm. Misusing hands and feet damages a person just as bad as not using his hands and feet at all. One sure means of losing a life, as we have seen, one sure means of losing life, as we have seen, is to try to keep spiritual life to oneself, Yet to work indiscriminately can be equally impede life. You have to work out your own salvation. You have to be at a point in your own walk that you know who you are in Christ. Um, that's your responsibility. That's what you got to do. Nobody can do it for you. And you begin, you be as you exercise your faith, as you walk in the Holy Spirit. You begin to learn what what you can, what you can't do. You begin to recognize when you've overextended yourself, or when you're not doing anything, and you know. But you keep doing it, and you have to do it for yourself. Nobody can do it for you. It's just it's, just, it's your responsibility. It's your responsibility. We must desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit experientially if we desire to have power in witnessing for Christ and in combating Satan. More and more people are in hot pursuit of such experiences today. But the question should be raised as to what lies behind such a quest. How many covet that they may boast? How many desire more glory for Okay, Lisa, I'm going to just say this. As I'm saying this, I want you to think about that mess that was going on with, with, your, with your, the people that you was dealing with. Okay? How many covet that they may boast? How many desire more glory for their flesh? How many hope people will fall effortlessly under their power? We must discern clearly why we solicit the power of the Holy Spirit, why we solicit the power of the Holy Spirit. If our motive is neither of God nor one with God, we certainly will not be able to obtain the power. God's Holy Spirit did not fall on man's flesh. He descends only on God's newly created spirit within the man. We cannot allow the outward man, that is, the flesh, to persist while petitioning God to immerse our inner man, the spirit, in his spirit. So long as the flesh continues unscathed, the Holy Spirit of God shall never descend upon man's spirit. For man would only grow more fleshly and boastful if power were granted him. Hmm. I'm going to read this next part. 
it is often observed that Calvary precedes Pentecost. This should hopefully explain a lot of your struggles, a lot of why you had to go or why you're going through. Why don't other people go? This this part here should really speak to you if you're open and you're listening. It is often observed that Calvary precedes Pentecost. The Holy Spirit is not willing to dispense power to men and women who have not been dealt with by the cross. The path which leads to the upper room in Jerusalem winds by way of Calvary. Only those who are conformed to the death of the Lord can receive the power of the Lord. The word of God affirms that upon man's flesh shall it, the holy oil, not be poured. Exodus 30 and 32. God's holy oil will not be poured upon the flesh, whether it be exceedingly defiled or highly refined. Where the mark of the cross is lacking, there the oil of the Spirit is absent. Get that? Where the mark of the cross is lacking, there the oil of the Spirit is absent. You are strong in some areas and arenas, and you're struggling in others. You got power in some areas and arenas, and you're lacking in others. Where you're lacking at, you have not died yet. When you die, then you have power. You'll have power in some areas of your life. Used to be a point somebody could say something about you, not somebody say something about you or really whatever. Back when you was a kid, don't talk about my mama. Now somebody may say something about your mama to you, or you know what, you're kind of right. She is kind of touched. See, as you grow and mature, even naturally, certain things just begin to not affect you. And is this what it says? It's the same thing spiritually. As you grow spiritually and you die to yourself, the power of God rises up in you. That's what the Word of God says. You must decrease so that He can increase. Where the mark of the cross is lacking, there the oil of the Spirit is absent. Through the death of the Lord Jesus, God pronounces his verdict upon all who are in Adam. All must die. Just as the heavenly power did not descend until the Lord Jesus died, even so should the believer not expect the power if he is yet to know the death of the Lord Jesus in experience. Historically, Pentecost followed Calvary. Experientially, being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit follows the bearing of the cross. The flesh is condemned forever before God, and by God is sentenced to death. Are we not attempting the impossible if we desire not his death, but rather seek to adorn the flesh with his Holy Spirit, that it may be more powerful in service? What is our intention after all? Personal attraction? Fame? Popularity? The admiration of spiritual believers? Success? Being pleasing to man? Self-edification, people with mixed motives, those of double mind, should not be able to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. We perhaps may judge our motive pure, but our high priest through different circumstances will enable us to know our true heart. Not until the work in hand has failed and we are dis- 
despise. Uh-oh. Did he say despise? And rejected. Uh-oh. Did he say rejected? Should we begin to discern the intent of our hearts? Any who are genuinely used by the Lord always have gone this way. The time when we receive the power is after the cross has performed its task. Have you died yet? After the what? The time we receive his power is after what? Read that again one second. It's the last part of the sentence. After the what? It says, not until the work in hand has failed and we are despised and rejected begin to discern the intent of our heart. Any who are genuinely used by the Lord always have gone this way. The time when we receive the power is after the cross has performed its task. Okay. That's the part of it in here. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Ugh. Oh, Lord. Ugh. Oh, Lord. All right. Questions, comments, criticism, conclusions? Y'all going to reject me and despise me? <laughs> Y'all don't like me. <laughs> well, you know, it's just interesting because I am... Um, because, you know, every time I hear something similar to that, I'm just like, man, no, I got to be all that ruckus. You know what I mean? Like, why does it have to be like that? But then I I figured out that, um, you know, I was explaining to someone I was talking to yesterday on the phone that, you know, how they say that, um, I, you know, like attract like, you know, you attract that which you are that's supposed to be the law of attraction, right? Um, as we know it. Whatever you put out there is what you get back and all that. But it is true that um, there's a flip side to that. And that flip side is that um, the flip side is that in the spiritual realm, in the spiritual realm because of the very nature of it and, you know, spiritual warfare, it's that God-like quality or spirit in us actually repels, you know, what you're supposed to do. It repels the, um, you know, our fleshly side, and then it repels, um, you know, the enemy spirit, Satan, whatever you want to call it. So it it, it actually it kind of repels that, you know, it 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 causes um, agitation, and so because it's you know it's like pouring holy water on a vampire, you know they don't want that, and so it's interesting to me how, as I said, there's a, the flip side to that um, law of attraction thing in the spiritual realm because it's not like attracts like it's you know the more God like you are striving to be and the more of God you have inside of you the greater enemy um, attacks that you're going to come under, the more you'll be despised, like you said, and this is what I'm getting to, 
the more you'll be despised and the more you'll be hated and the more you'll be attacked because down here in this realm, this is Satan's realm. And so, you know, everything around us is um, is that energy. And so that's why the attacks is like, ugh, <laughs> people hate you for no reason. Like, I'm nice. I'm trying to be good. Ugh. You know, why people, you know, why do folk want to destroy me when I'm trying to, because it's, it's where we are it's spiritually. So um, that last part you said is kind of reminded me of a thought that I had, <coughs> that I had on yesterday because before I just couldn't understand that. Because it seemed like people will want, you know, will want to protect what's good. If that makes sense, like who? Why would somebody not want to protect what's good? You know, it's kind of what you would think. Well, you know what? I got you. Just a friend of mine stopped by yesterday. He was talking with me, and was telling me. I said, "What?" I was looking for. He had a white Hummer, and um, Mm -hmm. I said he was driving a car, and he was. So where your car? So he, later on, he started telling me a story. He said him and his wife were coming in from out of town, mm-hmm. and he said he smelt this burning. So he called his wife. He said, "Baby, am I smoking?" And she said, "I was just about to call you because I see smoke coming." So the next thing he pulled I over, next thing you know, his, his car caught on fire. He actually showed me pictures of his car, and it was on fire, and it literally burned. The whole car burnt up. And it was like, wow. And he was showing me pictures, like, before and after. So they were, like, about two hours out of town. And, and they called, you know, had everybody and whatever. And then, um, and then they, you know, they got the car towed back. So then they were coming back home. Mm-hmm. Now they're 20 minutes away from home. Something fell off of a truck. Now they not, they're in his wife's car. Oh. Something fell off of a truck, hit her car, went up underneath her car, and damaged it. His car got totaled, and they looked at her car. Her car got totaled. Within two hours, both of their cars were totaled. <laughs> and so he wow. And, and so he was talking. To, <laughs> this was right before he's getting ready. He does. He does. He builds furniture, and they had a um. Okay. In Atlanta, he was get. They were trying to like that next day. They're supposed to be going to Atlanta for this fur for some Steve Harvey furniture, whatever. He's mm, getting, mm-hmm. yeah. And so he said he was talking to God. He said, the devil is really trying to hurt me. And God said, no, the devil was trying to kill you. Okay, so let, let's be clear on the intent. <laughs> oh, that's what, what you just about God protecting his. Yeah, you see, we don't, we don't see the full picture. We see what we're dealing with, the struggle. But if, when we see without God's protection, mm. Where he has not interceded on our behalf, it would be a whole nother story. See, we hollering and screaming about the hurt and pain we got until God reveals to us somebody else who's going through the same situation without him. And you go, oh, my God, thank you, Jesus. Right, right. Right. And it's, you know, the entire reading has been very enlightening to me. You know, um... I guess because I stay in my head so much, <laughs> as you me say. Me too, I'm the same way. And, and the fact that, you know, <laughs> all of this now, I mean, it made sense to me anyway. 
but I don't feel as crazy as I once felt I was because, you know, that was my way of processing things. And I was like, I just don't understand why people just don't see the that other picture as to, you know, what's really going on. But then, you you know, if a person is not connected, there's nothing you can do about it. Because I think so much for me being a thinker or in my head as much as I am, it's like, why, why can't they see this? Yeah. It appears to me to be so obvious. But then when you're blinded, you can't see for looking. Mm. Mm. So is this like, huh, I just... You know, it's like, oh God! What I mean, you can't you can't tell a person who doesn't understand. Have to be ready, Steven. Oh my gosh! That's and, the whole. And I, I I really used to live in that place. Like these people are just dumb. It just doesn't really make any sense why they why things are not as obvious to them as it is to me. And the crazy thing about it, it took me to go into the the studies of counseling for me to even be knowledgeable enough to have that compassion in that area because the the um, God directed me in this fashion that people just don't understand. People just don't understand. Some people do not have that wherewithal. Some people, people are not connected with me enough to know. Mm. Me being God, right? Right, yes. So I'm trying to figure out why people are not connected, don't see what I see, but then through this process, because remember I told you this counseling thing, I was like, these people are crazy, for real. I don't understand why they can't see it. But God basically told me, no, they're not connected to me, so they really can't see. Mm. Or they're connected to him and they don't want to see. Mm. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, but see, that's a, that really is a, a totally different dynamic. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Now, when you choose not to see, <clears throat> oh, my gosh, it's like I saw that, and I, I know where it come from, but you know what? I ain't tripping. I'm not even going to look at it in that fashion. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do it. And, you know, and, we, and we do that? <clears throat> right. For all, uh, no, no, we, we do it. Yeah, right. no, no, no. God, God, tell me that later. <laughs> right, right, and that's a totally different dynamic. You're so, so right. But I, yeah, I mean that's why everything that you read, down for from the, I mean the professional fulfillment, the law of attraction. The whole kid and caboodle, I'm just like, okay, Lord, right, I, you know. You know, the one thing about, like, like with the law of attraction and, and all these different things, and, like, okay, you know, the the world has, you know, the law of attraction and all these rules, you know, these, um, what's the book, the, the, the secret and all that stuff. All these things are good and they're right and they're true. But what happens is, if and when God chooses to supersede it, he can, he will, because he wrote the law. Right. 
And, and that's when a miracle takes place. But you still got to be walking. Well, I ain't got to say that. I ain't going to say that because there are times when somebody might get saved and immediately get healed of cancer or, or HIV or whatever, you know. And, and, and so when God chooses to do something, he'll do it. And it'll supersede the law. Whereas we use, you know, but the laws are there and they're, and they're, they're working, they're true. But when, if and when he chooses to to do something different, he can and he will for his divine purpose and his glory. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so many. I don't know. It's just a lot of stuff I realize that we just are not going to be able to understand. You know, I was watching, I was flipping the channels last night. And, and I came up on the Hip Hop Awards. Oh. And um, I was just looking at, you know, I'm still stuck in the 90s, right? And so I'm looking like, why? Um, Puffhead, he got his old 45, 46-year-old butt up there still trying to rap and dance with these teenagers and stuff. But, hey, it'll be a thing. But it's it's like I'm just looking at what what our world has come to and what our young people have come to. And I know that it happens with every generation. Like, every generation thinks that the next generation is just jacked up, lost, right? It's been that way since the beginning of time. But I, I just, you know, sometimes I just wonder how people have no compassion for one another. Like, how can you do certain things to other people without, how, I don't understand. How do you let your naked daughter get on stage and do what she, you know, I think, I don't know. It's, and then how do you, how do, you, how do we, we just treat you know, when I, you know, you get on Facebook and they have those stories and stuff that come up. It's like, how do the people who call themselves civilized treat each other that way? I don't. It's so I don't know. How, I, I I don't know where's the compassion, where's the, you know, and then there are people who despise religion. I I don't know. I used to be one of them. Um, people who despise religion at all and they think it's separating and all that other type of stuff. So they, you know, do everything they can to fight against it and, you know, all this other kind of stuff. But, which is, you know, whatever. But what I'm saying is sometimes I just look and I just, um, I look at humanity and try to figure out when did human beings stop behaving like human beings and how can we treat each other the way that we do? Where is the compassion? Where is the love? It's like there's nothing anymore. There's nothing. And that, that concerns me. I'm so sad over the condition, you know, of the human race. And I hate to sound like a bleeding heart this morning, but I really am. I'm so sad for the condition of us as human beings. And I just wonder, like, man, you know, where does this all lead to? Well, a lot of times when um you when you start to feel intense about something like that, God touching you to move you in that way. So it might be some things he wants to begin to share with you and guide you and reveal to you regarding of how to reach them. 
or how to be used in that area of arena. So I'm going to pray and let God reveal to you what it is that he's trying to reveal to you. Hmm. Okay. It started the other day when I prayed for you and I had you to go through that uh, countdown. Oh, hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. It started hmm. then because then you were making decisions about allowing God inside of you deeper and working in you deeper. Mm-hmm. It was a submission on your part to let God be God. Mm, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Which resulted in a pushing out of the enemy and a deepening of the anointing of God and his spirit and his voice, which you are now beginning to hear and to see on deeper levels than you ever had before. And it's also causing a sensitivity. I was just talking about earlier how your spirit man becomes more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So now you're becoming more sensitive to, to the voice of God. And you're beginning to yield more and more in the things of God. So let him continue to guide you along the pathway and open your eyes. Holy Spirit, remove the scales from my eyes so she can begin to see. Speak to her heart so she can begin to hear. Let her receive that which you want her to have. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know what I noticed is that I noticed that um, people that on paper, I should hate or want to do things, bad things have have happen to them and stuff. I'm noticing that I just feel, and I had never, it was really weird to me, but I found myself praying for them. You know, not, and, and I felt it was so weird. I said, oh, my God, how sad it must be to feel like you have to do that to people. Or, you know, how sad it must be that, um, that's the only way that you know how to behave, you know, that people, and then I was um, thinking about people like gang people who just shoot other people and um, do drive-bys and folks who just randomly kill folks and, you know, all this stuff. I said, God, how sad it must be that that's the only way you know how to behave and treat people. And I really felt so sad. Like, oh, man. So, you know, nobody taught you any any better, or if they did, you know, it, you didn't, it didn't take root and it didn't take hold. And so you feel like, you know, like this this um, uncivilized behavior is, is all that you know how to do. And so now what's going on with you is you are beginning to see more as God sees out of his eyes than out of your own. See, we judge in the world. They didn't have this. What's wrong with them? God says one thing. They don't have me. Mm. Mm. The right schooling. They didn't have this. They didn't have that. Jesus said they need me. Mm -hmm. Mm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. 
And then, you know, and I, I feel um, compassion, too, because I'm like, yeah, I wasn't always there, you know. I act, And I had church. I went to church and still, you right. know, was acting up. So I can't judge nobody. And that's why I just, maybe that's why I feel bad, because I'm like, shoot. You know, I know <clears throat> how we can be when, you know, this is your way of life, or you feel like this is the only way, or you've been indoctrinated with this is what a man is, this is what a woman is, if somebody upsets you, this is what you do. You know, um, I was looking at at the trailer, at the uh, commercial for the Empire show, um, Empire and some other show like that, and I said, wow, you know, this is the only way some people know to live, like, this is the only way they know to live by doing these things, and it's just a part of of their socialization. It's just a part of how they've been socialized, um, and so and it, it it just really it really just kind of spoke to me in regards to why evangelism is necessary and why the church cannot stay in the four walls. Why it's pointless to hide you know, inside of the church house because the work is outside. The people in church already know the deal. It's the folks that aren't in church who don't know the deal. And if you can just, you know, touch the heart of the right people, you know, they they will in turn connect with someone. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I don't know. Something has to be done because this ain't it. The way people treat each other ain't it. It's not it. This is not okay. It's not acceptable. It just don't make no sense. And I, I just, wow. Like, when I think, how can you go up to a group of people and just open fire and shoot some babies? Like, what what, what kind of demonic forces are running rampant inside of you that tells you that that's okay? You wait me, wait me, wait me, wait me, wait me. Oh. <laughs> See, you just that was correct. You what kind of demonic? See, you went straight to the source. Most people, even even when I was talking earlier, I was the right school and the environment. You went right to what kind of demonic forces are inside of you that they're being led by, and they're not even realizing what's going on. They right. yielded, they open. They don't know. Right. You because went right them, you went, is just what it you is. Because <laughs> I'm just sitting here, I'm like, okay. You know, for me, um, and myself, like some of you know, when God had me in my reprobate state of mind, I was just, you know, being mean to people. Even I was used to be mean because the 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 minus force inside me didn't want to hear all the stuff that you were saying about God. It was like, ugh. You know, don't mind when you hear And I'd be like, ugh. You know, bells up. You know, um, but I I just, you know, so when I would be doing things, um, you know, I kind of, I, I still kind of knew a little bit. No, a lot of it that I was not behaving appropriately, but the, you know, the demons had 
the override switch on my hair, and no, I just wasn't quite doing it. Um, but I was just thinking, what if you, what if you have nothing to pull you in the other direction? You know, if there is nothing that's because you have no no frame of reference, and there's nothing inside of you that says that's not okay to do that. That's not okay, fool. You know what I'm saying? What are you doing? I mean, there's nothing because nothing has ever been planted down inside of you. You know, this is your norm. This is how they behave in your family. Or this is how they behave, you know, uh, where you are or in your your environment, whatever have you. I was thinking, man, what if, what if there's just nothing to say? No, 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 nothing on the other shoulder. You know what I mean? Yep, I'm about to switch phones. Y'all can keep talking, though. Mm-hmm. Hello? Anybody here? There is no y'all. Hello?
Samuel. Yes, dear. Morning, still in the car? I'm taking her to the um, bus station, uh, train station, bus station, whatever station. It's kind of late, ain't it? She late for school? She said she'll have to be there at 12. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hello? I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. No, no, she had a comprani to get she and did a go under the position. They did a gun rush, got on brand new position under the yep, yep, yep. She's ready, father. Or are you ready for the next level? She and rush the go position. The Lord is taking you there. She run to the position that it run allow the anointing to the kind of of Christ to cover and carry you and keep you. Send the run to so that He is removing things from you. Send that are not needed. to run whatever it is. You know, or people, places, or things that will not allow you to run to the go to the next level. will be removed. Shan God Jesus has ordained us. and you are submitting to let him carry you to go and keep you to go so you can be used by him. In his holy name, so amen, amen, and amen. All right, who else wants to pray? Father God, I'm going to pray for um, Jackie Hardy. Rush to go say she to go say she to go say she to go run to go say she to run to go run to go say she to 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 and I want to pray for Tony, Father. Hoshi to go, did it again, that's the Gosaka. Hoshi to go, station to go, say, run to the Gosation, down to the Gosa, the Harum, Brandy to go say, yes, 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 no, Rumble, Pusilakan, did it, Harum, Brandy to go say, yes. Thank you, Father. Boran to the Gosa, we praise you, Lord, we thank you, Father, Brandy to go station to the Gora, for revealing to us what to do and how to do it, right? To go say, there, shut up, God. In your holy name it is so called. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, all right, you square. This time, so. Anybody else? Anybody else want prayer? I want the money, so I know the 
she wants some money so she can go to the pancake house. I didn't tell you Ben's brother died. I didn't pray for Ben and his family. Hundred to go session, run to go session, run to go start, run to go start down. Hundred to go session, go session, go session, go session, go session, run to go start down. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The comfort, Amen. Well, last chance. Anybody else want prayer? All righty, man. Let me go because they're coming to police. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.